Welcome to the Revival Podcast. I am your host, Jack Gallego, creator of Revival, a fitness and health enthusiast, food creator, and entrepreneur. I have dedicated my life to empowering the intuitive freedom for the fitness-loving, health-adoring, and foodie-at-heart who craves to have the damn cake and eat it too. In this podcast, we bring you episodes that are going to help you spark your revival and enhance your life through insights on all things wellness, nutrition, personal development, and business related. From myself and many other insightful guests whose message is going to ignite and flourish the light within you. Now let's see what sparks your revival. What is up, everybody? My name is Jack Gallego. It is so nice to have you back on this podcast. This is Revival Podcast episode number two. Anyways, if you guys did not watch the first episode or did not watch, what am I, what am I even, what? 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 If you did not listen to the first Revival Podcast, that described the biggest event that led to me starting Revival. And if uh, you did not give that a listen, you should, because it is hella juicy, if I may say so myself. On today's podcast, we are going to be talking about four ways to make your meals intuitively healthier. We are going to talk about how to get that intuitive nature that I know that you crave and that you want. You want to make your meals healthier and you don't want to have to think about it. You don't want to have to read a gigantic long book about it. You just want to do it because you want to do what's best for your body. You want to put your health first. But you also really enjoy food. So if that sounds like you, then let's keep going. I'm going to start out by painting a picture for you guys. So I want you guys to close your eyes. If you're driving, do not close your eyes. But if you're sitting down, you don't have anything around you, close your eyes and just let this, let this paint a picture. Having your eyes closed, I want you to think about sitting on a beach. You haven't worked in a week. You've maybe ate a box of donuts, maybe you didn't, but you still have your hashtag bod goals. You're sipping on that glass of sangria without a care in the world. Isn't that what we literally all want? Don't we all want to live intuitively and have this nature of self-care and shamelessness? Don't we all want to be able to not guilt ourselves for not getting in that workout? for not getting enough veggies, for not being a systematic robot 100% of the time. We all have an image of what this dream goal looks like in our head, but let me tell you something. Open up your eyes if you haven't already. I have been there. I have reached that dream goal and so much more. I've had this six pack of my dreams and I didn't even fully acknowledge it for how freaking hard I had to work to get it because I was so caught up in progress, progress, progress that I lost sight of what was happening right now. I lost sight of acknowledging what I had accomplished thus far and just maintaining that happiness. I'm going to repeat, I'm going to say something and I want to make sure that you guys repeat this and that you hold on to this forever. Did not turn my iPhone on silent. My bad. <laughs> now I'm going to tell you something and I want you guys to hold on to this forever for as long as you ever live. Your dream body doesn't necessarily complete your dream image. I'm going to repeat that. Your dream body doesn't necessarily complete your dream image. Because your mindset, your soul is in charge of what your emotions play out to be. Your body image doesn't determine your mindset. Your mindset determines your body image. 
And once you realize, and I mean like really, really realize, digest and accept this, you will make changes that last a lifetime and not just a diet time. Today, we're going to talk about how you can learn to live intuitively and make healthier decisions. I know you're like, what the hell? If I have to learn it and kind of make myself do it, that's not really being intuitive at all, but that's just the freaking thing. You don't have to be born with this intuitive nature. It's not like, well, I guess you don't have it, so good luck being miserable. No, you can learn how to create these intuitive habits because that's exactly what they are. These are habits and anyone can learn how to create a good habit if you really want to and you put in the effort. So if that sounds good to you, then let's get at it. Okay, so today we are going to talk about four ways to make your meals intuitively healthier. Now, when I say intuitively healthier, I'm emphasizing and zoning my focus on adding more veggies and more fresh ingredients into your meals. This is going to help you replace those ingredients that don't tend to settle well in your stomach and will revitalize your dishes with the ingredients that will benefit your skin, your energy, and your gut. It's not about claiming ingredients as bad or giving you a list of what not to do. It's about showing you what you can do right now. You do not need a 10-step how-to guide. All you have to do is be willing to learn and be willing to put everything into action. Once you hear these four things, you are going to be like, holy shit, I can do that like piece of cake. So the first way to intuitively add healthy ingredients to your meals is to think colors. Was that... Was that like somewhat underwhelming for a few of you? Maybe you were expecting me to give this long, drawn-out, scientific-based reasoning, and I'm just like, colors. <laughs> well, it, that's literally how simple it is. We all eat with our eyes. If we see something that looks amazing, we are much more tempted to order it just because of how dang delicious it looks, right? I know, I know you, I know you are a foodie. I am a huge freaking foodie. If I see something that looks good, it's not, it doesn't always taste good, but if I see something that looks really freaking cool, I am much more tempted to order it than something that's more underwhelming, like visually. So when you are wanting to build something new that you're creating in your kitchen, think to yourself, does this have enough color? Is there only brown foods on my plate? Is all of my food monochromatic? Can I add some green, red, yellow, purple to give it that pop that I think it needs? What colors are going to make this dish pop out the most? What colors maybe am I using too much of? Does this dish actually even look pretty and look appealing? Training your brain to eat with your eyes in the sense of colors intuitively drives you towards those fresh and nourishing vegetables that just pop. When you add color, you are adding those nutrients that are going to make you feel really damn good. And this way, you're not trying to completely change your diet. You're not having to stress about buying completely brand new ingredients into your fridge. And instead, you're just incorporating all these colors slow and steady. So boom, number one, colors, awesome. Let's go on to number two. Number two, next time you go to the grocery store to make dinner, I want you to think textures. Again, not a long and overcomplicated approach. So how is this actually practical? You know when you get that cookie and it's just as crunchy as it is chewy and it's warm, but then it's like still crispy on the edges and just melts your soul? That's literally what every single thing you should eat should be like. Next time when you're creating a dish at home, think to yourself, what is the general texture of my dinner, dessert, breakfast? Do all of the components in this recipe have the same texture? Is everything creamy, soft, crunchy, heavy, smooth, light? 
what texture can I add to contrast these other components? Maybe I need something crunchy to break up this broccoli and really soft white rice. My oatmeal is super sweet and heavy. What can I add to make it more fun and vibrant? What about some tart blueberries, crunchy walnuts, or maybe even some acetic AF chia seeds? Remember, we're not changing every single thing you're doing day to day. We're just refining your skills to make you fucking flourish. And these aren't just things that you can think about when you're making meals. This is things that you can think about when you're ordering meals, when you're looking on a menu, when you're analyzing some Instagrammer's blog. This, these are all things that you can think about, not just when creating, but when you're ordering. Now let's get on to number three, and this is one of my favorites. So number three is to train your mind to think flavors. I know you're like, oh, this is so simple. Like, why didn't I think of this? Or maybe I have in bits and pieces but I just tried to overcomplicate it, but that's just overcomplicated it. Wow. Overcomplicate it. Yeah, we're just going to go with that. <laughs> but that's because this entire industry overcomplicates everything to simply push you to another product. And really, the more you overcomplicate anything, the more you just resent it. Because then you're like, even the thought of this makes my blood pressure go crazy. Like, I don't even want to have to think about this anymore. It's way too freaking stressful. And then we just start resenting it. And we don't want to resent living a healthier lifestyle. Like, that's why we're here. We want to learn how to intuitively create that healthier lifestyle. So for number three, thinking flavors, we're going to train your brain to think flavors are just like colors in terms of when they are contrasting, they're emphasized that much more and bring out the best in each other. So let's put this into like practical, a practical example. Let's say you are at a family gathering and there's a really heavy barbecue dish. There's some sweet and salty pulled pork sandwiches. You got mashed potatoes. You got your baked green beans. You got, or your baked green beans. You got your baked beans and your green beans at a family cookout. And we all know at family cookouts is 100% a possibility, especially if your family is Southern like mine. Now, that's a lot of really, really heavy and dense flavors. So what can you do to make those dishes brighter with a contrasting flavor that's acidic, light, and fresh? Maybe you could add in a vinegar-based coleslaw or you could add in a fresh herb to the mashed potatoes. Remember, it's not always about composing the healthiest dish you can possibly think of, but rather, how can you incorporate your ideas into each dish little by little? because doing that is so much less overwhelming. So these are things that you can think about whenever you're creating a dish or even ordering. Does my dish have one single flavor? Is everything salty? Is everything sweet? Is everything maybe buttery? Does each ingredient only taste silky from oils and butters? And if so, how can we brighten it up with a contrasting flavor such as vinegar? Is my soup too heavy and rich? I bet adding in some fresh herbs will just make everything pop. So just take that flavor that you're already going to make for dinner and say, you know what, like what could I add that's the exact opposite that would just enhance the entire flavor that I'm going for, that would just enhance the entire dish. And I know you're like, okay, this one's a little bit more challenging, but let me give you a few examples to bring that blood pressure right back down because ain't nobody got time for that, right? A few examples are salty and sweet oil and vinegar, fresh and savory, and sweet and sour. Now, we've all seen these flavors. We all know these flavors. We all hear them all the time. We say them ourselves. And really what it's just about is simplifying all of this mumbo jumbo up. 
Okay, so our last and final point. This is what I like to call the chef can advice. This point is inspired by one of the chef instructors I had when I went to culinary school at Valencia in Orlando. And this teacher was one of my most favorite teachers because he just inspired the hell out of you. Like we all have we all have those teachers, whether it's in middle school, whether it's in college and high school, and we just remember them because of how much they lit us up. They made us feel like we could do anything, but then they also taught us and reminded us of how much we didn't know. And so it was like a really awesome balance because it was like, holy crap, I have so much to learn, but I know I can freaking do it. This is one of those people. Number four is inspired by Chef Ken, and I want you to take this advice and ingrain it into your mind, into your body, into your soul forever. So number four is to remember, before you add fat, add flavor. I love this quote so freaking much. I'm going to repeat it again. Before you add fat, add flavor. Why I love this quote so much is because I've remembered it for about five years now. And if you know me, you know that is like not always the the biggest, uh, it's not always the biggest chance that I'm going to remember something for five minutes or even five years. But God, it holds so much volume and conversation here. So this is not saying that fat is bad or to avoid or to avoid fat. Fat is amazing. Fat makes dishes silky. It makes them smooth. It makes them rich. And it is not to be avoided. So that is not the point of this quote at all. This is saying that instead of your first instinct being to add butter, to add olive oil, to add coconut oil, take a pause. We all know what those taste like, right? We all know. The taste of them doesn't change. Like we know what it is 100%. So before you add that fat to your dish, think about the flavors you can add to bring it to life first. And this can be anything from dry seasonings, fresh herbs, vegetables, fruits, nuts and seeds, anything that can take your dish up a notch that you wouldn't have added in the beginning. We all have that second nature from how we were raised. So just when you were cooking something, just add in some olive oil, just add in some butter, add in some coconut oil and training your brain to think, you know what, what flavors can I add first? It will make everything taste so much better because that really is one of the hardest ways to live a healthy lifestyle. We overcomplicate everything so much that it just all turns out, everything turns out bland. And then you're just like, ew. Like you get sick of it, you're like, this is not very good. Like you just start resenting it. So think flavors, think vibrant, think I can fucking do this. This is so simple. If you guys take these very simple four grains of salt, no pun intended, but pun intended because it's me, you will begin making things from your heart and soul and avoid all that overcomplicated mess that society has created. There's no need to overcomplicate this. There, things can be so simple. And remember, it's not about changing your entire diet. It's not about running a 5k overnight. It's about the small changes that are going to add up and that are going to, that are going to create your lifestyle and not just a diet phase because we don't want to live in a diet. We want to live our lives. We want to live intuitively. And I know that these four things are definitely going to help you live that intuitive life that you dream of and that you freaking deserve every damn day. Remember that every day. There's no reason. No reason why you can't. No reason. I don't want to hear it. No reason why you can't. You deserve it. So thank you guys so much for tuning into this episode. If you liked it, please go give me a subscribe up top. And if you would like to leave a comment, because I'd love to hear what you guys learned about it, what you took away from it, and maybe what you would like to hear more of. So thank you guys so much for tuning in, and I will see you guys on episode number three.
Thank you so much for joining me on today's episode of the Revival Podcast. If you loved this episode, make sure you subscribe and leave a review letting me know your thoughts. And remember, there is nothing more empowering than the ability to ignite your very own revival.